joining us today as we get stuck into episode seven of this podcast season, Adventures in Renovating for Profit. Episode seven? Yeah, seriously. Jeez. We've got a good back catalogue of um, a whole bunch of good tips now that you should be logging, writing down and getting set for your own renovation for profit project. Things like about how to find your investment property, deciding on whether to buy to keep or maybe rent or buy to flip. How to finance your renovation project. Yeah, planning for success and of course building a budget for renovation success. And today, and this could be the most important question you ask yourself, it's really why asking for help is the smartest thing that you might do. In fact, it probably is the smartest thing that you'll do. It probably will be. And today's podcast is thanks to Mortgage Choice in Neutral Bay, our trusted mortgage broker who can help find the right home loan for you. Yeah, they helped us. We asked them for help and they provided. Every time, all the time. (laughs) This is a series for everybody, of course, whether you're just looking to update your own home or perhaps invest in a a project or total redevelopment. All of the tips can be applied uh, as we arm you with the questions that you need to ask yourself uh, and the experts that you work with while tackling your own renovation for profit project. And in this episode, it is about why asking for help might just be the smartest thing that you do. I'm Scott Keenan. I'm the podcast producer and Lauren's other half. And as you said, I'm Lauren. I'm an interior stylist and decorator. As we've gone through this season, if you've been with us on the journey, you know that we renovated our own property uh, last year in 2017. The reason we wanted to do this podcast season was to share some of the things that we learned along the way and also to to talk to some experts about, about their tips. And so today's episode is actually quite a personal episode, isn't it? Because we are going to be talking a bit about our family and friends and, and how they came on the journey with us. Yeah, because building and renovating can be really tough. And um, we didn't probably realise it when we decided to go into this project that um, you really do come and you can come to rely on your family and friends for help and support. Well, especially because if you have a day job that you're trying to hold down and still do a really good job at and then you're spending all your free time at the investment property and obviously you've got, like we've talked before, your experts who are coming in to help, your traders, but you're still doing a lot of work. Oh, heavy lifting in a big way. And so... Especially if you're trying not to spend too much money money on um, trades and outside experts. And so we we live in Sydney and the property that we were doing up is down in Wollongong. Yeah, so that's in the about Illawarra an hour region. and a half away. Yep. Um, and that travelling alone <laughs> took a fair toll. Yeah, um, I mean, the days are long, right? Especially once you've got there, you're, you're doing 10 or 12 hours a day easy. Yeah, they are really long days. Um, and, you know, sometimes you might have to take um, time off work. And I think one thing that I learnt was that if you do need to take time off your regular job, schedule it for a time when you really do need to be at the property. For instance, if you've got some bathroom renovation tradies there, they can really be left to their own devices for, for a day a or days, two. Yeah. You don't, you don't necessarily need to be there the whole time. But if you've got someone coming in where you need to brief them on the work that needs to be done and they can only come on that day, well, you're probably going to have to be there. And what about if you're part of a couple? I think there's probably an opportunity there to split your time a little bit. Well, you know, as much as I love working with you, Scotty, um, <laughs> you know, it probably doesn't make much sense if you're both taking a day off your day job to do a job that could really be done by one person. That sort of doesn't make much sense. You're better off one person takes one day than the next person takes the time off when it's the next thing that someone has to be there for on that day. Especially if you're both doing full-time work and um, maybe you're in the employment of a, you know, a company, it's harder to get 
time offerers you know when you're working for yourself like um, like you do you can be a little bit more flexible with um, the work that you do you were doing work on Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays earlier in the week and yep. then be at the investment property later in the week whereas I was tending to spend sort of Friday evenings and Saturdays and Sundays there and I did my sort of regular day job Monday to Friday yeah so it was really more like a seven seven day a week working week for oh, yeah, a seven day roster and we got <laughs> a little bit of three months got a bit of me time in there as well which was good <laughs> what on the train from Sydney to no, I mean um, working without you know, on our own, not with each other. Oh, right. Okay. I'm following. Which is always healthy every now and then. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I think one thing to say straight off the bat mm-hmm. is that if you are doing a renovation for profit project, especially if you're trying to get it done in a short space of time, now's not the time to be coy about who you know and how they can help. So uh, don't be backward about coming forward. Most people are just going to be just genuinely impressed really that you're having a go. I know in Australia we have a bit of a tall poppy culture. Yeah, and people can worry a little bit about that. Yeah, but I personally, in our experience, I didn't find that at all. Most people... Happy to see you having a crack. Yeah, they were just really you know interested in seeing us succeed. And supportive too. Um, it wasn't just people like our, our family or close friends. I had workmates that were showing genuine interest. Um, None of them came to help. They could have picked up a shovel or a, uh, a paintbrush every now and then, but um, no, they did. They did genuinely show interest and um, you know asking for updates along the way. And I'm sure you know had I asked, some of them probably would have um, given us a hand if we'd needed. But we had a great network. We had a little um, army. Yeah, we did. We had a great network of supporters, particularly from our um, immediate families, who were really fantastic and helped along the way. People, particularly, as I say, like our, our parents. My parents are both retired um, in their late 60s and early 70s, and your parents are sort of semi-retired. Yeah, um, early to mid-60s. mid-60s. The four of them are all really super capable, handy, smart people. Experienced. Who were just, you know, more than willing and excited, actually, to just be a part of it and and help us out. Yeah, and they were a huge help. I mean, um, the, the fact that um, this property was not far from where your mum and dad were living, you know, your dad was able to really be quite hands-on and, and to help you, particularly while I wasn't there, but he was there most days. And it was, as I say, a really big help, but also he was able just to keep ticking over some of the little things when we were sort of dipping in and out into some big jobs or dealing with tradespeople, or if I was having to do something super physical outside, he was able to keep some of those other little jobs ticking along, which is a massive help. Yeah, look, I mean, Dad Roscoe had a paintbrush or a roller in his hand just about every, every day. day. Yep. Um, and I, I actually, I'm one of those sick people that actually enjoy painting. So I kind <laughs> of had to fight him for some territory there on a few days. Well, he was going over and letting himself in just to put a, a, a coat on the walls. And I'd be like, Dad, I was going to do that this morning. I found throughout the whole process that both sets of our parents wanted to do you know, too more, much probably. Too, too much. I absolutely love them for it, and they did you know way more than we ever anticipated they would, and it was absolutely fantastic. And I'll you know always be so thankful for it. But um, it's important to recognise what people's skill sets are and what sort of pe- people's physical capabilities are. And, and I, I think, think with older parents, awesome having them help you on a project like this, but not overloading them with too much work and and expecting them to do more than they're able, or you know from a time perspective or from a sort of a physical perspective as well. You know we all need a good rest at the end of the day um, when we're doing you know work like this and I think bear that in mind when you're asking them to help you with certain jobs. Yeah your dad was a great help too he uh, owns a commercial cleaning business and he brought down a lot of his cleaning equipment and the outside the exterior of the house changed from like a dirty grey and turned out to actually be white underneath which we did not know. Yeah it was absolutely filthy and um, cleaning up the property was a big part of this renovation task because it had been let go for so long. Identifying 
knowing you know my dad's expertise and his interest in wanting to help um, he knew that he could come and lend a hand with some of the key jobs that were going to be difficult things like it had a, a really high rake on the ceiling a really high um, over, the ga- over the carport yeah and yeah. so um, it was difficult to reach and he had some equipment that helped us clean under the eaves and um, and clean the exterior of the property which I didn't have and would have had to go and hired and then probably to be honest it cut three or four days worth of work Easily. for me into probably about a day he just absolutely came in and smashed it and um, I think it's a, a great example of you know recognizing what what people are good at and when they offer to help and getting to work with them um, and I let my dad take the lead on that stuff because he's the expert and I was just the uh, the dog's body and happy to get in and help oh, him you were good I wanted to be the boss yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was more than comfortable in telling Roscoe when he was. Don't want to see <laughs> too much granted, doing, uh, doing something the way I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Just a thought. I see some kind of reality TV show like Family Flipping or something. Family Flipping? Yeah. I like Are it. Are you feeling it? Who would host it? We could get someone like Jamie Jury or... I you know, could I host know. it. No, I want to be on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Scotty Camp, um, perhaps? Yeah. Oh, well, he's not busy, is he? No. So he can get involved. The other one I just have to mention, if you've got relatives that have actual trade skills that you would normally have to pay someone to do, awesome. Like, my brother used to be an electrician, um, and he's a, a huge guy. He's like six foot four. But he was more than willing to climb up into this very tiny roof, roof space, space yeah. that we had just to install the down lights throughout the property and the fans in the bedrooms. And, you know, that would have cost us a few thousand dollars um, to hire an external person um, to, to do that work for us. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah, so as well as it being a tough job, which he totally sucked up and did and, and um, was awesome. Well, you climbed up in the roof for a bit. Do you oh, remember that day? I do. I mean, I'm not great at heights or confined spaces, and he was up in there. Um, for a few hours. And there was one particular, a couple of um, oh, the, the lights that had been installed in there previously were mm. all. They're in corners. They've basically been installed um, within a couple of centimetres of each of the the corners of the ceiling. You can imagine how that would have, you know, lit up the room. Well, just unusual and totally ineffective lighting solution. And also very difficult to get to to remove. Yeah, unsafe and difficult to get. So because I'm a bit of a a more slender guy, um, although I'm, you know, six foot myself, I had to crawl into some of those narrower spaces. But, yeah, I'm really not good in those confined spaces. And I think he had a bit of a chuckle at my expense, um, as did uh, Lauren's dad too, who was on the ladder in the manhole saying, you're giving, right, Scotty, giving, okay? Giving direction, of course. Yeah, and um, but I think they had a good little chuckle at my expense afterwards. But we got the job done and, uh, you know, we couldn't have done that without without Hado. Yeah, and I think the moral of the story is find the things that your friends and relatives are good at or that they like doing and, and try and, you know, get them involved in those things rather than um, asking them to do stuff that they're maybe not that interested in helping with. Because that's what will make it fun as well. Um, they can actually lend their expertise and their experience and it can make it more fun because they're doing something that they like. Like your mum who has the world's greenest thumb. In fact, she doesn't really have a green thumb. She's got like a green arm, I would say. <laughs> um, that woman can just like grow anything. Yeah, Garden for Australia. Um, and we got her really involved in the landscaping and mulching and, um, and some was, advice on how to deal the, with the, some of the... She was the boss on that kind of thing. Yeah, and absolutely nailed it. And, um, uh, you know, between her and dad on the day that we did a lot of that um, landscaping, yeah, they were absolutely a huge help and, and um, couldn't have done that without them. And got a shout out to your, your mum oh, too. I was just going to say we haven't mentioned Crisco yet. So um, 
my mum didn't get too involved um, in the actual work at the property, but you always need those marvellous people who are ready with a glass of wine and a beautiful dinner at the end of the day and someone who looks after your dog for you while you're at this investment property up to your eyeballs in paint and dust. And, yeah, or the coffee run you. in you know in week eight or nine when you're absolutely struggling and it's 10.30 on a Sunday morning, you've been there for four hours already and yep. you know, a knock the at the door. The pep talker, the pep talker. Yeah, it's that kind of help that you shouldn't be afraid to ask for either. And um, you know, we actually didn't need to ask. She offered and was was fantastic. That's how she rolls. That's how she rolls. Yep. So I think it's really important as well to when you're getting all this help throughout the project, remember to thank people along the way. And sometimes that's as simple as just a heartfelt thank you, or it might be coffee, beer, you know, pizza and pizzas for lunch or dinner. Make sure you um, celebrate those little milestones as you go. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the beer economy is is totally a real um, economic. It's alive and well. Yeah, big time, especially uh, in our household. Um, And, We've thanked our parents. We've mentioned Hayden, who was fantastic. Um, Our brother-in-law, Simon, who helped with installing some stuff out in the backyard too, which was a big help. All of those people, you know, we couldn't have completed the project without and we, you know, we really appreciate all their help. Yeah, and you need to find those people in your life when you're going to be uh, doing a project like this. Um, If it's a really large project, perhaps you'll just basically have builders on site all the time, but you're still going to need your family and friends for a bit of moral support at least. 100% agree. And somebody else that we've relied on for some support over the years has been Mortgage Choice in Neutral Bay, who are a sponsor of today's podcast and this series, Adventures in Renovating for Profit, because finding the money for a new home or even a renovation can be really tough. And there are so many lenders and products out there, it's hard to know which way to turn. So just like when you're looking for a good tradie or an interior stylist. I know one. Yeah, we think it always helps to get a recommendation from someone that you trust. We've worked with Stephen Lem and his team at Mortgage Choice in Neutral Bay in Northern Sydney for years now. Yeah, they've helped us into our first home with a great deal that was right for us a few years back. And Stephen has looked after us ever since. So if you're looking for someone who you can trust to find the right home loan for you, we can absolutely recommend Stephen and the team to look after you as well. Just search Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay. And if you'd like to keep up with us on the socials, you can find me at Lauren Keenan Home on Instagram. And Scotty, where can we find you? I'm at travelingman underscore au. Lots of great content and stories on Instagram that we post. Yeah, definitely. There was some stuff from our renovation previously. And if you're looking for some Italian travel inspo, there's some stuff up there from our recent and trip I as well. And I often get out and about to shops or to different events and I'll post bits and pieces from those as well. Yeah, definitely. Some interiors inspo there. It's at Lauren Keenan Home on Instagram. And of course, if you're looking for an interior stylist or you need help with a design, renovation or building project, then you can get in touch on the social you can hit us up on the website, which is finditstyleit.com.au, or you can just email Lauren. She is lauren at finditstyleit.com.au. What have we got coming up on the next episode of the podcast? In the next episode, we're talking about how to rent or sell your property once your renovation is done. Uh, yes. Now, I've been to speak with a bit of an expert on this, a gentleman called Daniel Acox, who is from the agency in Bondi, a really experienced and well-credentialed real estate agent 
agent from Sydney's eastern suburbs. What may be a good buy six months ago might not be a good buy or a good price today. So it's important that you don't just research at the start, but you continue your research through the journey that you're going on until you've acquired the property. On the flip side, when you are looking to potentially sell the property, you're looking at what's happening in and around the market leading into that. He sold a lot of property over the years and he's seen the ups and downs of the property market and he's got some really good advice for us in the next episode of this season of the podcast. Thanks to Mortgage Choice Neutral Bay, our trusted mortgage broker who can help find the right home loan for you. So that's it for today. That's it, podcasters. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.